Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Welcome to another edition of the Dose Podcast. The Dose Podcast, the Documentary History Podcast, which is a bibliotherapy podcast that caters to the voices of survivors and victims of sexual and domestic violence, and also other women who are endangered or children who are endangered in some way or the other. My name is Ololade Ajayi, your host, and today I have someone very special with me in the studio, but I'll allow her to introduce herself. But first of all, you need to visit our website, www.dosepodcast.com in order to uh, read up, listen up um, to our previous editions, uh, previous episodes. Um, last week, I started talking about um, awareness on sexual violence. Um, it's going to be a pause, but stay tuned. We will resume next week. Um, so I'm going to allow our guest today to talk to me, to introduce ourselves. This is something special. Hello, listeners. My name is Okwa Oluwa Matthew. And, um, why am I yourself? Okay, <laughs> so I think I should start with how I met Ololade first so you understand how I'm here. So, um, there was, there was, um, there was a posting done by Atolubi and then he was talking about HIV. And then I saw a comment, I liked that comment, it was very educative. And, inspirational so i decided to comment on it and then anyway that's how we linked up um my name is opolu and i i am a convener by the special grace of god of i am positive where i share my hiv journey to inform and educate people about the virus right so and also to create some sort of platform where people that are hiv positive can also feel safe and not stigmatized you know so yeah that's literally what i do i'm in my early 30s i work with a travel management company um yeah that's literally my life i'm just a regular girl living happy and living a happy and fulfilled life yes sir. thank you for joining us on this podcast today oh, where i am up Okay, of I am positive, right? Yeah, basically. Okay, of I am positive. Yeah, when you hear positive. I am positive, yeah, please that's, that's me. let it ring in your ear that you have met this wonderful woman. 
thank you, um, thank you. I'm so glad we came across each other um, on that post. I mean, Same here. it's like one of the benefits of social media because sometimes I'm like, I'm spending so much time on social media, but look at us. Mm-hmm. It was so good to meet you in person. So today she's going to be taking us through um, the discovery of um, a status that she, um, she's HIV positive and also the elephant in the room stigmatization issues we we uh, bro yeah I, I i feel like i see we could use us talking about this because um we pretend a lot in our climb here yeah, i'm sorry but um it is what it is um aside that we're also going to be relating it to um sexual violence if there's any um relation between um being hiv positive and, and sexual violence in any way we just touch all the subjects so um you have the floor, but I- I'm going to ask you to take us through your um, your journey. How did you handle the trauma, the, 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 the psychological trauma, and also um, when you started, what, what do you think about disclosure generally for you and for, for others living with mm. HIV? Okay, um, I found out in 2016, and I remember that the first feeling I had was that my life was over. That's literally, that's literally how you feel when you get that kind of news. Like, oh my god. Especially because of how the media has portrayed being HIV positive. So, you think meant to end of it, I'm going to die. I feel like my life was arranged at that point. I was already working. I was in my mid-twenties, you know. I was in... I was in a um that's a happy relationship okay but but you you felt like as if <laughs> I, bro i can't even imagine i can't put myself in your shoes but i know you must have gone through me a lot but mm. disclosure how, how did you get to that stage i think that who was even the first person that i told after i found out i think it was one of my bosses at work I had to tell him because I knew that I would have to be going to the hospital. Okay. So I needed to take permission. Yeah. And he needed to know why I constantly take permission. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. So it was the first person that I told. Mm. Yes, I remember. So um, it wasn't an easy thing to do, especially because you are still dealing with it. With the trauma. With the trauma yourself. You and don't feared about and, 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 and scared about stigmatization. Exactly. Especially when you're at work, you don't know who this person might tell. But it was a risk I had to take because I have to go to the hospital and treat myself and be fine. So I had to tell him. That was the first person that I told. And then the person I was dating at the time, I also had to inform him, you know. Whether that was what affected our relationship or not, I don't know. But I know the relationship ended and yeah, it is what it is. We're still we're still solid friends now. He's happily married with the child, I think. Anyway, so disclosure can be hard. I know it can be hard, but when you have a partner, maybe husband, wife, fiance, fiance, it's important that you tell them. Very Especially important. if you're in a sexual relationship, you have you to yeah, someone else at risk. You have to let them know. I don't even care if you are undetectable, which means that you are not able to pass the virus. You still should give them the choice of choosing you or not, right? I know it can be really sad 
to be rejected if you're HIV positive. I know. Mm-hmm. But the earlier you tell them, the better. You don't want to go deep into that relationship and then you find that, eh? What have I done? Do you understand? So that's how I see it. Thank you both for being so brave. So brave. Like, I can imagine how brave you must have been to, you know, disclose your status to the person you were in a relationship with and, and, and others around you. Um, I, for, for, for people living with HIV, I want to um, know if you have a word that, like, for them to be able to process that trauma, like, you talked a bit about how you processed yours, but what can they do? What? I always tell people that come into my DM or people that call me that are going through stuff. I always tell them that it's okay that you're feeling the way you're feeling. You're not expected to be happy when you find out that you're HIV positive. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be depressed. I mean, I was suicidal. Oh, exactly. Courage to admit on, on your mental health. Yeah, your mental health, your your psyche it affects you spiritually affects trust me affects everything about you Mm. your day-to-day living it affects because that's new information and based on what the media has portrayed you think this is the end of my life who's going to accept me Mm -hmm. i'm going to be on my own forever till i die should i just go even die now you know so it's okay that you're going to have all those feelings but for me i'll say that i was blessed to have supportive people around so apart from the support system at the hospital where I received treatment, there was also those people that I, I viewed around me that I thought were mature enough to handle that information. What hospital do you receive treatment? Sorry. Military hospital in Ikoi. Okay, and they have, yeah, so just in case somebody in case else. Someone they have a, a clinic that is dedicated to infectious diseases and that's like HIV majorly, right? And the people that work there, they are professional. It's not like you're going to go there and then anybody's going to be looking at you judgmentally like, ah, who is this one again? Nobody's going to do that to you. And you can literally go and test there free of charge. Just tell them you want to test for HIV. They will be happy to test you because we're also trying to reduce the spread of the virus. And we believe that once you get tested and you know it, it's easier to cope the spread of the virus. Do you understand? So, regarding handling the psychological trauma, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a counselor, but I know that I was blessed with the people around me that I told at first that held my hand through the process. So, the first step is submit to God, let God know what you are going through. I'm a God girl, like, God girl. I I acknowledge God in everything that I do because, yeah, He's the one that has brought me to where I am today. And I feel like my relationship with God then led me to the people around me that I was able to tell people that were mature to handle that information. Mm. When you perceive a person, I said, ah, I think this person is mature enough. They might be able to help me through this process. You, are, you speak to them. So you might be disappointed. Maybe the person will not meet your expectation. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, the more you tell people, the freer you become. You realize yeah, it. Yeah, like... Yeah, the freer you become. <laughs> I'm just looking at you the way you're talking like you really want to share like, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm so glad about that like because initially I was going to ask you stigmatization how do you handle it mm. well mm, at first I think the, the most dangerous kind of stigmatization is the one you inflict on yourself like self stigmatization so oh. before anybody even stigmatizes you you're already stigmatizing yourself so you're like ah, don't it let me, me 
yeah, this person will not accept me, or ah, who will take me like this with HIV, that kind of thing, or um, can I apply for this job? I'm HIV positive, will they even accept me? I mean, I got my second job, which is where I'm working now, after I tested positive to HIV, okay. and they knew, I mean, I did my pre-employment tests, and they knew that I was they HIV positive. Yeah, I, I had to disclose it anyway, because the hospital is going to show the HR of the company that was this person in, and I, blessed memory to the medical director of the hospital that I went to there, because as soon as he saw it, he called me into the office, and this is why honesty is really, really good. I remember the enemy, the enemy which is the devil at this point was telling me, lie, tell them that you don't know. If you tell them that you don't know that you're HIV positive, they will employ you because they will have pity on you. Oh. But I was like, I can't lie, I knew. <laughs> so I remember the medical director calling me to say, Madam, you're HIV positive, do you know? I said, yes, I know. And I'm on my treatment. I'm currently on detective. I was like, oh, wonderful. I'm just going to call your MDs, my friend, and let him know that they can employ you. Wow. It's fine. And that was it. Wow. Right? So you don't stigmatize yourself. That's the worst yeah. kind of stigmatization. Stigmatizing yourself, feeling like you're not worthy enough, you don't have value because you're living with HIV, you're already stigmatizing yourself. And if you're doing it to yourself, trust me, people are going to do it to you. It's normal. They are, going to, they are going to feel the energy around you, the negativity around you, and that's how they'll respond to you as well. You can't, you can't see me the way I'm vibrant and happy and stigmatize me. I mean, if you do that, then... Honestly, so that's you. your cup of tea. <laughs> so you. Because I don't care. I'm happy by myself. Right? Oh, so I'm not stigmatizing myself. So how do I handle it? I don't know. I don't even see it. That's so great to know. I don't, <laughs> even, see, I don't even see it. Whether you stigmatize me or not. I'm happy. I'm... You have your remove shades on all the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I want to say that um, because of the fact that you mentioned your support system, it really helped you. So I want to say out there, like, if you know people that have HIV, please be that support system for them. Do not, do not worsen um, what they're going through. I mean, stick up for your people, even if you don't know them. So there's that. Um, ways by which, you know, there are several ways by which one can contact HIV. And I know that, um, I definitely know that sexual violence is part of them through rape. Some people use it, some people living with HIV use it as like uh, a weapon mm. and you know, try it as much as possible because I mean, they have been infected, try as much as possible to also get it, mm. you know, mm. but I, I believe they are also acting in ignorance because mm. why would you, why would you believe that, oh, 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 oh if I'm going to go down, I'm not going to go down, mm. because you're not even going to go down yeah, if you're using down. your, you know, your, your yeah, antiviral, exactly drugs so um i i also want us to talk about apart from this sexual violence um that can lead to hiv how do you think a partner's infection a partner's infection um disclosing your your status to a partner can lead to violence um i believe that a violent person is a violent person doesn't matter what you do, yeah. A kind person is a kind person. So even if, for example, I'm HIV positive and maybe I'm married and I find out later that I'm HIV positive and I tell my husband, if he was not violent before, I don't suddenly expect him to be violent simply because I'm HIV positive. Now you might decide to leave, or we don't know, but you can live without being violent to the person, without abusing. Person exactly violence in this case may be some kind of um, emotional yeah emotional abuse psychological verbal abuse abuse, abuse, exactly you know 
So I believe that a kind person is a kind person in general. That's why in churches or everywhere they will advise you marry a kind person, like a genuinely kind person. You know, it's just impossible for the person to be unkind to you if you are going through that kind of situation. So can it lead to violence? Of course. Can it lead to more abuse? Definitely. You know, can it lead to your partner taking more advantage of you and bringing you down your self-esteem? Of course it can, but it only comes from a partner that was already doing that or had the tendency to do that before. I don't think your virus, your HIV status can change a person's character. It's impossible, you know. That's always been their character. Like you mean an actor. Exactly. Because I mean at this point, I mean you talked about your your partner and the person you're in a relationship with may not be due to this mm, exactly usually affects relationships. it does it does yeah. have i faced rejection from people that i liked and i told and you know they changed their attitude towards me yes have i have i um experienced acceptance as well yes exactly so it's both ways i've had guys that didn't care even as i'm doing this i'm positive you see guys coming into my dm and saying stuff but I mean, I have my values, I have my standards. If you don't meet it, then you don't meet it. Whether you're HIV negative or HIV positive, it's not a criteria to me. If you don't meet my standard, I can't date you, I can't marry you, you know? So the best thing you can also drop for yourself as an HIV positive person is don't allow it to take away your self-esteem. Don't allow it to take away your self-worth. Maintain your principles. Yeah, maintain your principles, your values. You've got standards, you're beautiful, you're, you're absolutely worthy of love. Yeah. Best kind of love, actually. Don't manage, please. Yeah, because please. I see a lot of, especially in the battle, I see um, <laughs> signboards. Yeah, they say HIV like it's as if only HIV Pacific can only get yeah, exactly. Why? I mean, do you know that people who come into my DM, especially when they find out I'm HIV positive, they'll be like, I'm also HIV positive. I've actually been looking for a woman, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think that I'm suddenly available to you because, because I'm HIV positive. Mm-mm, that's no. We can talk, we can have a conversation. If it progresses, fine. But do not think that all of a sudden because I'm HIV positive, then I'm open to any and everything that comes my way. No, absolutely not. So. Like that's emotional. You have something in common. So mm, yeah, let's yeah. So let's that. take it from there. At least we accept each other. E- excuse me. Don't accept me. It's okay. I accept myself. <laughs> So, so, so th- this is going to bring me to talk about um, what this um, your antiretroviral drugs. What, what does it do? What, how you know? Because I've heard about certain things like um, serodiscordant couples. So that you know, people are more aware that you know, you 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 you, you don't necessarily have to be um, also infected just because you are yeah. with yeah. an HIV positive person. Yeah. Um, I always like to give examples because it's the best way to communicate to people when they see that there's a real life example of, ah, okay, mama, believe when buy, okay, so for people that just be like, okay, yeah, that's true then, you know, like, I know a number of couples that are serodiscordant couples, and what that means is that a partner is HIV positive and the other partner is HIV negative, mm. it means that they don't have the same um, HIV status and they're still living as a couple, so, I mean, this couple that you know, they have two children, a boy and a girl, wife is HIV positive, the husband is HIV negative nice. and they are fine and she, it's not like she got infected in the marriage she knew before she even met the guy oh. and they still went to get married right so it is possible 
to be the only one in your family that is HIV positive and your husband or your wife isn't and your children are not. Now how is that possible? Once you find out that you're HIV positive, which is why we always encourage people to get tested every three months, just go and get tested. In some places it's free. In other places, even about 1,000 it's cheap to do, it's not that expensive. Once you know, you go to a registered military hospital or a naval hospital close to you, general hospital around you, you talk to them, I'm sure they'll have a clinic dedicated to HIV positive people. You can get your drugs. It's literally almost free. I get my drugs free, I don't pay anything for it. Yes, they make they make it free because we have NGOs that support okay. that support the um, spread of the um, medication. So once you're on your drug consistently, they are going to advise you to use it every day at a specific time. So I use mine at 5 a.m. every day. Now it's okay for you to miss something, especially when you're just starting. You forget that ah, I've not used my drug. The moment you remember is the moment you use it. Do you understand? If um, I mean, they will even give you windows of. If I say I take, if I, if I say I take it like 5 a.m. for example, I can decide to take it around 5, maybe 6 a.m. when I all of a sudden remember, or even 7. Just when you remember, take it. I personally have an alarm dedicated to that that reminds me to take it because I don't even remember that I'm living with the virus until I have to use my ERT every morning. I don't carry it on my head. So if you carry it on your head for me, honestly, that's your cup of tea. So sorry, not related. Like, wake up 5 a.m. I wake up before 5 a.m. every day. I wake up like 3, 4 a.m. every day. I'm superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> to do what? 3 a.m.? Yeah, because I have to leave my house like 5 36. Oh, and I don't have to do my chores. I have to cook. And then I have to go to work. So, anyway, so when um, you, you start using your drugs consistently, I think between 6 to 9 months, and you get tested, you see that your viral load is very low, which means that you are undetectable. There's a common. Um, in the HIV AIDS community which is U equals U and that means undetectable equals untransmittable if you are undetectable you yes you cannot transmit it especially sexually and you ask how it works the ART attacks the virus in your system it cages the virus in your system so that the virus cannot spread you know what makes HIV bad is that your immune, the virus attacks your immune system, makes your immune system weak, and then you are prone to a lot of diseases and infections. Okay. But once you are using your ART consistently, you are coping the spread of that virus. And that's why you have to use it at a consistent time. If you don't, if you, for a while, don't use it consistently, the virus will become strong, and they will develop resistance against your drug. So that's why you have to be consistent with the use of the drugs. Do you understand? And once you are HIV, once you are undetectable, you have a partner that is HIV negative, trust me, there's no way you can infect the person. Now, if the person wants further assurances, because there's some infectious clinics, they will not give the partner PrEP. They call it PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis. What that does, once you are exposed to it, pre or post-exposure anyway, what, what that does, once you are exposed to it, you use it within okay. 72 hours of exposure. So, if so that means a partner that is non-infected mm-hmm. can use the prep. Yes, if you it. feel that you you yeah. you want to have sexual relations with your, your partner, partner who is positive. Yes, and you you don't you feel that you don't feel comfortable you know even though the person is undetectable you don't feel comfortable you know so within seventy two hours yes, you go to a clinic hours. and they give you a prep. Well, not all clinics so. Okay, so for example, in my own clinic, if you're about to get married to your partner that is HIV negative, whether you're detectable or undetectable, they'll still give your partner PrEP. For like when, one tablet? 
No, no, it's a bottle. Oh, okay. Nice. It's a bottle. So, for every time that you want to have sex with your partner, or every time that you've had sex with your partner, you use it you if use you it. don't feel comfortable enough. Okay. But if your partner is constantly using their drug and their viral load is undetectable, there's really no need for okay. you to use it. But some people just want extra defense. Exactly. So, call it your two factor authentication. Of, exactly. <laughs> just to. <laughs> Oh, so, nice. Yes. So, what are the ways? Just you know, for people that seem refused, that I, I, that refuse to still learn yeah. that um, HIV is not only gotten by being uh, promiscuous, yeah, or you know, what are the ways by which one can get infected? I think another common way that we get infected is through sharing of sharp objects. Mm-hmm. That's that's common a lot, especially among people that use drugs or take or the I don't even know what kind of drugs that just makes you high. You know, when you share needles, share sharp objects, you can get infected. Um, blood transfusion is also another way. We've had some cases where blood is not tested and then you transfuse it to somebody that is HIV um, negative and then they become positive. There's also mother to child transmission. In a case where the mom does not even know she's HIV positive and she gets pregnant, after a few months, the fetus in the belly it when you know which is also what we're talking about get tested when you know and you're your ART you can't even affect the fetus in your stomach do you understand yeah, this reminds me of someone who, who, who I know that um there's this woman she's she, she she's married and she has HIV and she didn't inform her husband and you know she did they knew at the hospital and they, they, they decided to keep her secret a secret because um, she told them that her husband has another wife uh, baby mama and he would just you know leave her and go with that money if they told so he didn't disclose her status until um eventually she 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 lost the pregnancy and then she ran away from the hospital and then they came to arrest him for you know not paying the fees and then they told him but you know your wife is infected and you know he took it up from there and that's why i came in there like oh that's his right you're supp- he's supposed to you know be told that's it's like yeah you you, you have um you that's the hospital alongside um the HIV person had already put him at risk oh, no, from the, extent. The hospital is not at. It's not obligated. It's not obliged. I don't know which one yeah, is the correct one. It's not, not obliged to tell the partner. It's not on them. It's not their information to share. Okay. It's not. They, they don't. As a matter of fact, they shouldn't be the ones to tell the partner. So they are patient. Is the wife. Mm-hmm. So there's patient doctor confidentiality. You cannot tell. Okay. Do you understand? It is on the wife. It has nothing to do with the hospital or the doctors. It is on the wife or the baby mama, wherever she is, to have told her partner. It is unfair to keep that kind of information to yourself, up to the point where you even get pregnant for the person. You get pregnant for the person. That's wicked. I mean, and, and, you know, I hear about these stories a lot. I know yeah, a man lots. also that, you know, had been sleeping with several women in this community and until, you know, eventually impregnated a minor and then that's when they went to test and then knew that she. she had HIV now, she has HIV, and then they're like, other women started coming out like, what? You have it's HIV? Like HIV. And it's ah. like he was aware about it, and it was just yeah, it's just it's just wicked. There's no other name for it. It's wickedness. You don't have to put people through that. I've heard of somebody that said, eh, if I infect as many people, then they will take HIV seriously, and then they will bring a cure. That's just stupid. <laughs> the just, what kind of rationale is that? 
That's, when you spread it, know. Then the government do you understand? It's the worst. It's wicked. It's evil. So if you are one of such people where you are listening to this, please, you really need to stop. That's all I can say. You don't wish on yourself. You don't wish on somebody else what you have that kind of experience that you have gone through. It's, it's a terrible experience. Trust me. You don't want anybody else to what do you say about endangerment? Said something about endangerment. Um, I think that the worst kind of endangerment that an HIV positive person can have is the kind where you lose your self-esteem completely. You lose your self-worth, and it's okay. easy because of how the media has portrayed HIV to make you look like, eh, hey, once you have it, that's the end of your life. You just die alone. You know, so because of that, anything that comes your way, you accept. You remember when you said, when you're going to bad, you just HIV positive, call for marriage or something like that. I don't know where the you understand? for that came from. I don't know. So, if you... So, wait, hold on. Is it that um, if HIV patient, an HIV positive person gets together, I mean, have sex with another HIV positive person? Nothing's point. No, because there are different <laughs> kinds of HIV. Yeah, there are different kinds of HIV infection. There's HIV one, there's HIV two. So even if you don't have, if I'm HIV positive and the next person is HIV positive and we have sex, if we have different strains of HIV infection, we are still going to reinfect each other if we are not undetectable. Okay. So yes, nothing is spoiled. If both of you are on your ART, you're undetectable. You're fine. But if you are not undetected and so be having sex, thinking yeah, she better have it, you have it. What if you have different strains of the HIV? Mm. You infect each other, and then the drug you are using for it will not work for it anymore. Mm. You start falling sick again. You use the drug you are using. Do you understand? You start falling sick again. So at the end of the day, HIV positive or HIV negative, please get tested. If you are in the process of getting married and both of you are serial concordant, which means that you have the same um, HIV status, you still need to get tested to determine if you have the same HIV virus. Um, if you have the same HIV strain, strain, right? So that would now they will advise you, the counselors will tell you what to do, you know, when you get to that point. So I don't know where people get the idea that if I'm HIV positive, then I should just accept anything. I think it's a societal thing. More. You see ladies in their 30s or men in their 40s and a lot of property pressure, they go and get married, go and get married. I've never been in it, but I, I believe it's beautiful for the people that are experiencing good marriages. So why are you rushing me to go into a lifetime commitment? Mm-hmm. So if you are feeling shame and you feel like, eh, when I tell people that I'm HIV positive, that's why I'm not married. Let me just marry anything that comes my way. At least just to prove that just to, HIV. Yeah, you can still. Can yeah, and mm. you don't want to be ashamed. You don't want to be alone. And so because of that, you endanger yourself, you accept anything that comes your way, whether the guy or the girl, whether they are abusive or whether they are promiscuous, so you shall accept, let me take anyone like that, I shall be married so that people can remove their eyes from me and I don't have to tell anybody that I'm HIV positive. You're endangering your life, you're endangering the life of your offsprings. So, yeah, that's cool. it. This is such, this is a lot to process and um, once again, I want to say thank you so much for lending your voice. Um, for this course is a lot you're doing a lot for humanity and I know that um, 
your voice is reaching so many people and so many people are going to be reaching out to you even after this um and i'm sure that um for advocacy purposes i mean with time because i know that mm. you're gonna go places with your awareness i'm sure for advocacy purposes you have some certain needs and you know places to reach mm. um I, I, you have a youtube Yes, right. I do. Yes, um, Okweoluwa's I am positive on YouTube. That's Okwe where was, I, I am positive. positive. Yes, that's Okweoluwa the apostrophe s. I am positive. That's where I share most majority of everything. And then on Instagram, I'm, I am positive four one six at I am positive four one six. Okay. I share more on my Instagram than on YouTube because YouTube, you know, you have set up your video and you share <laughs> and stuff like that. So, okay. yeah, that's those are two of my major platforms where. I talk about the virus and people can reach out to me if you need to talk if you need to bounce ideas off me that has to do with hiv please don't come at me with some <laughs> <laughs> don't say ah yeah that's not why we are here it's a god assignment <laughs> and we are there to help exactly gospel of um, ending stigmatization exactly. that's why Not we are here <laughs> on this earth so please reach out to her and if also you want to support this awareness program in any way yes. please reach yes. out to her and also please reach out to us okay so i'm going to be reading you a poem um written by senator here um it's a poem that was written for someone living with um HIV. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, this is a bibliotherapy podcast. So part of what we do is that um, you know, we suggest, suggest literary text or other information that could help people live through their trauma. So yeah. The the poem is titled Stranger in the Mirror of My Life. Here goes. Before me is a mirror, a mirror beside my bed, away from the sun burning brightly, outside the window's blinds is in my darksome room for a moment before the mirror i stand to see the face of the victim whose results returned a death sentence after a test and another test and yet another but it kept coming back one and the same like the torrent of tears that keep returning to your eyes when the earth remains wet with worries wavering worries of one's life walking away from the door as a walk wall clock ticks unrestrained untouched unconcerned like the footsteps of the world around you moving on unaffected unmoved unstirred in the mirror i found the face a certain face too afraid to look at me the face of a stranger a strange face sketched in the shadows of my own room, against the fiery fingers of the sun flicking the windows blind on a fateful morning to irradiate my day I know this face hiding in the mirror isn't me. It couldn't be me. I looked straight into her eyes. It was then she looked back at me. Petrified, she crept back into the closet of her life. I walked slowly and gently towards her. Suddenly, the stranger steps closer and closer towards me. And when my feet froze on the floor, upon the freezing fear that gripped me, the stranger in the mirror status, faint-hearted, intimidated, this stranger is not me. No, not me. She's just a shadow. The shadow of someone who too locked up in her closet to open up to me. She's a stranger too steeped in shame to stand up to herself and say, I am Anna. I am HIV positive. How beautiful life could be when I open the windows blinds in my heart and let the rays, let the rays of the sun overshadow the stranger 
in the mirrors in the mirror of my life that's how poem is just talks about you know when you when you're forgotten yourself basically because of the status and you feel this is who you are right now mm. but it just tells um people living with hiv that they have to know that that, that doesn't represent them that's not the totality of who you are um and it is not a death sentence it is not a death sentence because i mean who's to say that you won't outlive me because i mean not 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 to belittle any condition but I, i can't count how many people in the past one or two years that died due to you know some sort of to condition or sickness or the other and, and and these same people will be part of the people stigmatizing hiv you know and we don't even want to talk about how many lives covid has taken and covid is not supposed to be i mean like right now covid is not classified as a drug without cure because mm. right now yeah but you know if you're using your drugs you, you you'll be fine your yeah. your antiretroviral drugs and find you, you do every other thing that everybody yeah, else does yeah. you live a happy life and also like you said disclosure helps you be free yeah it frees you you should try it for hiv you. now what the person does with the, with the information shouldn't be their business <laughs> <laughs> you know if you like even announce it for me self is good the more you tell people the easier it will be for me not to tell them so Desire, it is for you to even eventually reach out and say, I mean, you've all heard about my story. Yeah, when you get to some place, and, and, and so like, you move on from me now. What's the next stop? What's the next stop? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad you found your voice, and I hope you um, continue to use your voice to, you know, so advocate um, for people living with HIV. Um, you have done so much for humanity. Keep preaching the gospel. Yeah, I, I can't stop. It's an assignment. It is an assignment. <laughs> Thank you so much Opoluwa for being here. Um guys, um please visit our website. Don't forget www.dospodcast.com and also um follow us on Instagram, Dos Podcast, on Twitter, on every social media platform and um our poetic partners Poetic Gang, please follow them and also Opoluwa's um, um positive pages. She talked about it earlier. On YouTube, Opoluwa's I am positive on YouTube and at Opoluwa sorry. Opoluwa's I am positive on YouTube and then I am positive 416 on Instagram. On Instagram. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you so much to our sponsor, the Gostain Center for Human Rights at the University of Nebraska in Omaha. I want to say thank you. Please check them out. And also, please keep listening to us on um, any podcast or stream platform that you know, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, it's the Dose Podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank and, you. Um, wow, well, thank, thank you so much for having you. It's so good to meet you. Same and I'm care. sure we'll do business together. Of course. We'll have fun together. So good to meet you. Same here. Bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co.